Dog Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. How's life been treating the Bart? What's going on with you this week? This week has been a bit of a nightmare from my friends on each side of the political spectrum because if you're listening to this in the near future, you'll understand this. But if you're listening to this in the far future, we're recording this at the time of the midterms that just happened last week and it will not get out of the news cycle because everyone wants to create this drama that goes on forever so there's almost this constant election season that's happening where each president is sort of running for four years and the midterms are some extension of that and there's this weird political game that's always being played about one team versus the other and moving points and people moving around and redrawing lines and it just drives me insane because both teams completely agree on the fact that democracy is the way to decide how we move forward. I did, I did not know you were going there. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's got something to say. And I was like, gang rape is the way to decide what we're going to do. I was like, oh, that's funny. Sorry, when you say democracy, I think of gang rape. And why is that? Well, because more people want to fuck the person than the person who doesn't want to get fucked. Therefore, it's democracy. Therefore, it's moral, right? I mean, if you're into democracy, it would be moral. If you think democracy is moral. Devil's advocate. Yeah. Let's do that, avocado. What if she's ugly? (laughs) That's not where you're going with that? Oh, my bad. What if it's more of a gangbang and we all are going into this room agreeing. (laughs) Somebody's getting fucked. (laughs) Let's see who it is. (laughs) Right. We all are sort of agreeing that that's going to happen. Okay. All right. I'm in. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going in the room, but I'm pretty sure I've been in that room. But we're all sort of agreeing that it's going to happen to yeah. one of us. Yeah, and that's getting... part of it. Because if you... I mean, there are the few of us that are like, hey, let's just not forcefully fuck anybody. But we're well, but so, that's what I'm saying is it's so not minimal. it's not we're so forceful. Because well, there is the idea of reciprocation. The contract. <laughs> well, the, the idea is that if you go into that room and you participate in your civic duty (laughs) 
you are agreeing that if it doesn't go your way, mm-hmm. you will go with what the group has agreed is best for the group. And, and okay, there, there's something to be said for that. And I think that that would be a very government uh, outlook on what people are doing. But I think a lot of people go to, there to vote in defense of something. So they really have an issue they're just trying to defend against. It's like they don't want anything the other person's offering or whatever. They're just defending against something. And as much as like I'm on the don't vote bandwagon as an anarchist, I also am very much a defender of the defensive vote. And I don't like fellow anarchist trashing people who do go vote in a defensive manner. But I think if you vote for a law or policy that forces something upon somebody, that is an offense. And I I do believe it is morally. um, I'm against it. Let's just say that. So... At what point does it become no good? Because let's 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 start at that very low level. Well, right, you have okay. So right now we are in a situation where there is an immoral government that is creating uh, that is holding us hostage to an extent through the threat of violence, and we are as let's just assume we're both moral people here who are going to vote two different ways. We are put in a situation where we don't agree that any of this should be happening, but we are being attacked from a direction. And let's say the right, the guy on the, who's going to vote right is he's being attacked on one way in his way of life or his property and the person who's going to vote the other way, let's say the left is being attacked on their way of life or their property by this government. They're going to vote two different ways, which happens to cancel. Let's say they actually tally votes correctly. Let's pretend like that actually happens. And then we'll say they would cancel each other out. Does that really matter? No. Should they be voting? I I lean towards no, morally, but would I hold it against either of those two for voting the way they do to defend something? No, I don't. If I ask you, are you voting? And you say yes. And I say, what are you voting for? And you're like, well, just stop. Or to, I don't know, I hate that people drive with their cell phones, talking on their cell phones. I want, this guy says he's going to make it a death penalty to do so. And that's that's not okay. That's uh, the opposite of okay. Have people been hurt by people talking on their cell phones? Yeah. Yeah. Have people hurt somebody who's while they're on their phone? Yes. 
should they be responsible for what they've done? Yes. People who haven't hurt anybody should not. Is it a good idea to use your phone while driving? Probably not. Under a free market, there would be a lot of different checks and balances to make sure that if you wanted to do that, you could. But it's going to fucking cost you because the insurance is going to be insane. But we're not in that world. We're in the world where people do it all the time. Nobody gets in trouble. But it's against the fucking law. So if you're smoking a joint or if you have some weed in your car, you can get pulled over. You can go to jail for weed because of the fucking good, the cell phone law. The doesn't they don't use it to stop people from talking on their phone and hitting people and killing them. They use it to pull people over and get drugs. Yeah, and I think I think most anybody listening would. It is it, it does logically follow. I think the good and the bad of that that sort of trail of thought leads us into a place where I think we all generally agree. So your point about this massive situation we found ourselves in with a huge behemoth of a federal government, state governments, hundreds of millions of people all governed by this one thing. It's certainly well beyond the scope of what anyone could have imagined it being. Mm. But I would like to close the gap a bit and try and understand where it goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Because if we start from the bottom, kind of going back to your earlier analogy, mm -hmm. if it's all consensual and it's all voluntary and we play the game and it's majority rules. But it's not consensual and it's not voluntary. But again, I'm I'm trying to see when that sort of changes because oh, okay. if we start small, we can go up to the next level, which is where you actually participate, which is in uh, an HOA, right? Like you've you've talked about this. I don't know if you've talked about it on the show or if we've talked about it before, but generally, mm -hmm. we both agree that. HOAs can sometimes be valuable. Yes. I believe that certain HOAs can be valuable. I believe that HOAs that uh, collaborate with local governments are destined to fail miserably. And I try to avoid that at all costs in the HOAs that I live in. Currently fighting that, in, in fact, in mine. So... Thanks for bringing up a soy source subject, <laughs> asshole. No, um, <laughs> no. Uh, seriously though, it's a uh, it's nice to to have a community where, as as a, a father, where we can at least I know he's gonna have. I work to there not being needles on the tennis courts, you know homeless people that I'm scared of maybe hurting him, right? Not that homeless people just hurt people. I'm just saying like a lot of mental disabilities and stuff, they they could be on tennis courts in certain areas. They're not on ours, right? 
It's because of HOAs. It's privately owned. We're not going to allow that to happen. I can feel comfortable with my kid going to the tennis court without me. At least to an extent. So there are reasons why somebody would want to live in an HOA. There are a lot of reasons why people would not. I have a lot of friends who would definitely not want to live in an HOA. <clears throat> At least any HOA they've interacted with so far. I mean, if there's enough of them, though, that shouldn't they just be able to have their own HOA that uh, says, yes, you can have 17,000 broke down cars in your front yard. In fact, you have to with a rebel flag and uh, whatever else. Like those kind of people have, you must kill at least one deer a year. I don't. I don't know. We enforce like a tire to car ratio. <laughs> yeah, you have I mean, to have at least two cinder blocks for every four tires. You would think there'd be an HOA for that because I know a lot of those people, but I think that I might be the guy who knows all of those people. Don't See, I? this is where you could be connecting everyone. You could be <laughs> could the matchmaker. Be. I could be. In fact, this is your chance to be HOA president. <laughs> that'd be a great, that'd be a fun HOA to be part of. I'm just imagining the interview where they ask you how you got into real estate development. <laughs> and I saw this, Jim. And I was like, let's recreate that everywhere. So I, I, I sorry, I, I guess I got a bit no, off of that. I, I get I, it, I but the, like government the, the, and so, HOAs are, uh, to my, in my experience, are different. So. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's start there and, and like move up. So what would be the next rung of majority rules? Or at least let, maybe maybe let's just make sure we're well, let's talking make about sure the same that it, thing. I mean, because not all HOAs are run majority rules. So let's let's go ahead and nip that in the bud real quick. Most have what you would call a constitution, but it's more of a contract where like when you buy a house in that neighborhood, you don't just assumed a social contract. You have guidelines to which the HOA cannot go beyond, right? And limitations to the HOA. And that's in your contract. And you, you sign that. And it's just uh, so you know that, all right, there may be some changes. It can make changes here. It can make changes there. But it can't make changes, drastic changes in this area that area. So you, you feel free to buy the house as long as you're cool with the, that. That's typically how an HOA works. Uh, the biggest thing that you have to worry about is HOA selling property via the roads to your local government because that voids a lot of that, uh, that buffer you have. So yes, the, the HOA can't enforce to an extent said laws and their roads and whatnot. But if they sell their roads to your local government, the cops now that's a public road. Therefore, if you guys used to hang out drinking beer in your little cul-de-sac on the road, depending on the state you're in, you can get in trouble for 
say, drinking out in public or whatever, you get in trouble if you piss off the cops or if they just already don't like you. They know you sell weed, but they can't catch you or something like that. So you got to look out for things like that. But an HOA can, can, if used correctly, can be a defender against state aggression if you defend the private property of your uh your neighborhood against government overreach there are a couple neighborhoods i can think of near me that uh not only do they page in anybody who comes in but a police officer even under emergency circumstances is not allowed in unless there is a reported emergency to the neighborhood, to the gate. They can't just come in and raid your house. Like they're a buzzing that fucker in. You're not getting in unless you get buzzed. So you don't get a surprise visit by the cops or whatever. Uh, and I think this is uh, a great development. I'm not saying the cops wouldn't just pull their guns on the gate guy and say, hey, let me in. But the gate guy is probably going to call as soon as you're like, oh, I'll shut my mouth when you're here. But as soon as you walk away, I'll be talking, you know, that kind of thing. So you're still not going to get surprised too much, or at least you're going to get a chance to not be surprised. I think this is a great use of HOA well, personally. You touched on something there that I think is really interesting. The idea that they are a buffer against a higher authority. They are blocking that sort of higher level of governance. Is that not how a lot of folks talk about states' rights, especially your uh, rebel flag folks? Anyone who's big on uh, yeah. states' rights. And Absolutely. I don't mean the people who talk about states' rights as a as a way to obscure their weird unapologetic position on slavery. I mean, legitimately. No, no you're states right. States rights. Isn't that nullification? What a state, yeah. Yeah. The absolutely. Idea that, so is, is a, is a state government, not just a one yeah. level of HOA up from the HOA. Well, it would be a few levels. So like you well, sure. have your, your sure. city and then your, your County and then your state. So, all right. So I'm a, uh, a a big believer in nullification and and breaking down government. Basically, I want to get government weak enough that it's not so radical to say, "All right, well, I'm my own government, so fuck off." Uh, like I, that's where I want to get it to, and I, I would love to get it there in my lifetime. And if not there, at least close enough that I know it'll be there in my kids' lifetime. So I got a long way to go. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is like, yes, I believe empowering state governments over federal governments is a good thing. Empowering state governments over people is a bad thing. These are two different things. So I believe we had a conversation once before where you said, oh, well, Vance is in, uh, it's on the record. Vance is in favor of federal 
law restricting something, but it was restricting government. So like any law that restricts the power of government to do something is fine. I mean, it shouldn't have to exist because government shouldn't be able to do it to begin with. But if they're already doing it and then you create a law that says they can't do it anymore, that's fine. Vice versa, government creating a law against a human, a person, an actual thing that truly does exist naturally in society, in in the world, in nature. No. Fuck your mom. Go to hell. Well, and I want us to make sure that we're not just bouncing back and forth between the two extremes, right? There's the there's the individual uh-huh. and then federal government. So somewhere in there, uh-huh. this idea of majority rule and democracy kind of breaks down. So between the HOA and the city government, mm-hmm. where where does it sort of break down? Where one is feasible and the other is not? Well, right there. It didn't like at, at city government, you're already you're already a tyrant at that point because you get forced taxes and whatnot, you know, jailing people, whereas the HOA doesn't do any of that. So there's no jail for the HOA, right? Um, there's no like if if your neighbor's selling weed, the HOA doesn't like you know take their driver's license and remove their kids from them and whatever Uh, the HOA can be like hey you know that's we have plenty of reports of you selling drugs not really allowed in this neighborhood whatever the contract is for how long they give you to sell the home blah 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 whatever the the thing is that you've signed for that you agreed to you know that's it's whatever you've come up with but how how would that HOA be able to enforce any of that well because you would already if i just keep selling contract, drugs you would have right yeah signed I, the contract. yeah i've signed the contract but i'm not going to abide by it i'm just going to keep selling drugs i'm going to keep littering the tennis court with needles okay what, what do you mean? power does the hoa have to do anything about that well it, depending on what you've the pre-existing agreements to what could what could be done uh, there's there's a lot of different ways that I could imagine they could go about it but I bet I wouldn't come up with the best one I bet the first six or seven HOAs that truly had their own power the government wasn't you know part of it I bet they would get it perfect either but somebody would get it better than most and the people who agreed to the other ones they agreed to it so whatever but I mean there could be depending on when you're buying uh, different ways of you can sell your house within a certain amount of time but if you're in a shitty market when you buy probably not going to sign something that says I got to be able to sell my house because might not be able to and I'll lose my money uh, so you'd come up with a, a, maybe a fine, maybe a fine that was, uh, put into whatever. I, I have no idea. Like, but, but let's, that's let's what I'm say saying. there's you amenities. Can... Let's say there's amenities. Maybe 
these amenities are cut off from you from now on. Uh, typically, an HOA will have uh, somebody who comes through and cuts your grass or um, trims the hedges or even keeps the sidewalk nice and clean. Uh, maybe these will be taken away from you. There's there's a lot of different things that could be happening. But if you think about uh, HOA in the sense that it's a neighborhood, so these are close knit people. These are when I talk about my HOA, at least uh, you know I live in a huge neighborhood. I still am talking about like the guy who lives four houses down from me who I see at the bus stop when I take my kid to school. These are people that I, I interact with on a daily basis. Um, there's a very st steep social um, stigma with, let's say, not abiding by the HOA when they are real rules that people in that HOA really want to abide by. Like That's why they move there. There are HOAs that get crazy and everybody hates them and, and and whatnot. And these are things that you need to look into when you buy a house. You shouldn't you shouldn't sign a contract for an HOA just because you like the house. You you if you're signing a contract for a house, it's in an HOA. You really need to do a little research on the HOA because it can it can make or break your experience in owning that home. But what I'm asking is, what power do they have to lobby those things against me? So, to your point, well, with like, the with you, the shrubberies like, so, and whatnot, yeah, like you just that would be an easy one for them, and they just wouldn't pay the guy to do that, right? Sure, but right. if I don't care, yeah, then ultimately that harms. Again, there's a lot of different ways they could do it. And there will be better and worse ways. So, like, I don't know what would be best for you. And I don't even know that you would be a person who would exist on a regular basis for them to even worry about that much. So, I don't know the answer to your question because the market would have to figure it out. And the market has figured it out to an extent because... You do exist. You exist in me in, in some circumstances. There are some rules in even my HOA now that I'm just like, uh, I'll just take the fucking fine. I'm doing that. And they don't find me. Probably because I follow so many of the other ones that they're like, this is a person who's trying and it's just, it's not worth them fucking with but you about but at the core, I still don't understand who enforces that contract. I don't. I don't understand why you, like, what do you mean, like, because you signed it. So, like, at that point, you've si signed consent to somebody enforcing it. Whoever you signed consent to enforcing it would be the ones who enforce it. So, typically, like, let's say there is no police that works for the government right then you would want a police that works for you let's say some sort of protection agency that works actually for you has to answer for you if they're not 
satisfying your needs and wants and protection needs, then you have some sort of say so. Well, some people would want a little discount. Or that and grouping that together, kind of like doctors used to be, um, you would have a guild or a neighborhood watch or a, um, a, a, a what we're talking about, a uh, HOA. And maybe you've decided this year we're going to go with kill everybody who puts their few, their dirty shoes on their front porch protection agency. The first motherfucker who gets killed and, and that wasn't okay, you know, now we're suing one of our insurance companies is suing that that uh, company and we're no longer go- going with that enforcement agency anymore. We need to make it right with ex-family, blah, 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 blah. What happens today is a cop kills somebody in our neighborhood. We can't do shit about it. So both how do scenario, you Both scenarios would be one of our insurance type situations where um, typically I, I would say if you're going to hire a company like that, you would have some sort of pre-agreement that uh, your say your life insurance or your property insurance or something like that would would have all right you can use xyz type protection agencies and you know this also ensures you against say wrongful death by your police enforcement or whatever it's what you would want in said contract obviously you can't do that now because you have laws against you know holding cops uh liable so there's no there's no clauses in insurance for something like that but there would be under a situation where you could hold protection agencies liable and there would be a need in the market for it but who enforces the contract with the insurance company what's to stop them from so in most litigation nowadays and when you get into let's say litigation between two private entities uh they typically get solved not in our legal atmosphere as much as in um what they would what do they call it um arbitration i think is that right yeah they settle out of court yeah so it's like a third party who they they both agree in contract beforehand to um, to settle their differences, uh, and or they agree after the fact sometimes, but a lot of times it's already in there. And if you look at um, the results of state court and you know, your private arbitration courts. Um, the settlement's actually getting paid to the person is a lot, not not a lot, but like when I say a lot, I mean like hundreds of times more often through your settlements than through your state courts. Uh, and this is because people have agreed on the circumstances ahead of time, typically. 
And people, if when they don't agree, they don't they don't get into those contracts because they're they're signing them ahead of time. It's not like something later on. So I'll I'll grant you that. I think I'm just seeing a lot of this arbitration and settling out of court as something that happens because of the fear of going to court or the trying to prevent going to court because yes it is inefficient and yes a lot of money can be paid out and very little of it actually go to the person who should be receiving it but if the fear of possibly going to court weren't there would settling out of court still be as effective well i think it would be the only way to stay in business if you were a business I mean, you wouldn't want to be known as the business who went back on their word and just won't settle. I mean, like, maybe you would want to be known as that. Maybe there's a market for that. But, like, I'm not seeing it. I mean, I've run businesses. The one who, like, not only says what they're going to do, but then goes above and beyond and repays beyond that typically gets a ton more work and is repaid uh, over and over again. So would there be people who wanted to do that and did that? Yes, but they wouldn't last long. And then would there be, would there be people who had been around for years and years and known as the company who does it right and doesn't fuck over people? Yes. Would there be discount companies? Would there be the McDonald's of insurance? Yes, there would. Would there be the Bentley of insurance. Yes, there would. But I'm saying, like, you don't need the Bentley of insurance when you don't have that much to insure. You need the McDonald's of insurance. But what we're doing is we're subsidizing the Bentley of insurance today with the people who should be paying for the McDonald's of insurance because of the way that laws are written and the way the, the insurance is subsidized and forced upon people i'm gonna try not to talk about what kind of a, a combo meal you'd have with a bentley burger <laughs> but maybe this is my anxiety talking here mm -hmm. but it is how do we believe in people when we know that people have historically been part of Ponzi schemes. How does everything not eventually majority, become a Ponzi scheme? When you become the majority an of people company, aren't, and and they don't make it without government enforcement. Ponzi schemes fall apart quick without real government stuff happening, keeping them up, keeping them seeming legit by you know uh, licensing them and shit like that. Like like, well, fuck. I mean, he says it's licensed. It's this. It's that. No. Oh. No, I guess it's it's true, even though it's making like sixty percent interest every year, but it's it's all licensed. But if I'm an insurance company and I've been growing over three generations, mm -hmm. and I just took over my grandfather's insurance company, we've got trillions of dollars of insurance. Let's say we're worth eight billion dollars. A little bit more than a lottery ticket. And then, oh, man. we we come upon one of the situations 
that we discussed earlier, some mass casualty event where your security slash police force is one of the things that we insured. Uh-huh. And it turns out that we insured them for some number of dollars per head, which ends up meaning that we pay out $10 billion. Okay. Meaning that we as an agency, as a firm, are negative $2 billion to the public that we owe this to. So are you paying in fiat currency or are we working in real currency at this moment? I don't want to get too far out on the currency track because I think that could steer us awry. So let's assume that this is a perfectly backed, solid, standardized. Okay. So when they paid out, did they take out a loan? No, what I'm I'm like, saying before the payout, right? Okay. The we we are worth eight billion solid. And Here's, because of the contract that we mm-hmm. or are supposed to be delivering on we theoretically now owe you, the harmed by this police force, $10 billion. Okay. Which, if So that this, bad thing happened. So the company goes bankrupt, right? Everybody hears about it. So now people are like, oh, well, now we need some sort of chart on your liabilities whatnot if we're gonna use you or does that company just say yeah we're not paying anybody out we could we could do that typically what would happen in a corporate setting like a, a billion dollar type corporate setting and there would be multiple layers of litigation so it'd be like all right well these two courts if they don't if they disagree, if they rule this way, but the other person doesn't agree, it's going to go to another litigation agency that they both already agreed on. It's typically how it's written on in contracts is there's between one and two more layers of litigation to try to resolve any discrepancies, uh, arguments in what the outcome of the case is for payouts and whatnot. No, I'm just saying it's, I have no interest in resolving it. I'm saying this is my grandpa's business. Thank you very much, but we're just not going to pay out. You just won't have a business anymore. And that's fine because I walk away with $8 billion. Okay. And, and I'm sure there's, ways to uh i mean i know that if you have some sort of contract where you've agreed for that kind of payout you would have some sort of a fail safe where there was maybe not arrest but maybe there's i would hope that it wouldn't be arrest would be i I would know that some communities that would be the case that they would decide would be the pay uh, would be the re- reservation or resolve of the situation but i would hope it would be like oh well we've got a mutual fund of x amount and this is g- being paid out completely 
to this person and then there would be you know just the word out there probably that would ruin the person say the guy who says i'm not paying out what i'm saying is like that already happens let's say the guy gets off and he's still fine but his company's ruined he's okay and the person who was supposed to be paid out you know, $6 million paid out one from the mutual payout f- pool or whatever. So you didn't get $6 million. They The family didn't get $6 million. They got one. It's a lot less. It's five, you know. <laughs> they're supposed to get five more times that much, right? But that already fucking happens. And not only that, they're protected by law. For example, I worked with a guy, young guy. He went to work for another company and he was in a manhole. One of the foremans backed over him. So like he's in the manhole, waist high, and somebody backs over him, snaps his back, and he survives. And but he's paralyzed. Not not like regular, like, oh I just can't use my legs, but like he's he's like can wiggle a finger type paralyzed so he gets a settlement and the guy shuts down the company and moves to florida buys a house with the money for one dollar less than a million dollars so they can't come after it these are all laws state laws federal laws whatever protecting this guy's money keeping away from the guy who got paralyzed these are state laws that weren't in contracts that this kid signed. These are just laws. They're hiding this money from this kid who who not only that awarded it by the same state that's protecting it. So what I'm saying is like, does my rudimentary version of what I think society would look more like in their free market is it does it look better or worse than what we have today? I'm not saying it's perfect. I don't want to be saying that I have got it right for what it would be. In fact, I'm saying there's no way that I'm figuring it out right. I'm saying it would definitely be better than what I'm thinking of. I'm just saying we already got this shit happening. and We got it happening on a large scale. And not only do we have it happening on a large scale, but the people who are perpetrating it are protected by the state. It's a trap, and there's no comfort.